We're back with another edition of the Choose Well Program Podcast. I'm Mr. Brown, your host, and we're excited about this podcast. It's an extension of the Choose Well Program. So you can visit the choosewellprogram.com and learn more about what we do. But our focus is to help build better school cultures one choice at a time. It all comes down to choices because when you make better choices, you will live a better life. So choose well. Oh, yeah. In this episode, we're doing part two of my conversation with Lord Connor on the topic how to teach respect in the classroom. And I think you'll learn a lot from this um, for yourself, your own personal life. Also, if you're a parent, you're watching this, listening to this, because respect is huge. And this one is for everyone. This is for parents, teachers, students. We all need to model what it looks like to be respectful. I believe this, that you don't have to earn respect to get respect from me. It's important to earn respect, but I'm going to respect you because of who I am, not because of who you are or what you do. I want to be a respectful person. So hope you enjoy this episode or this conversation with myself and Lauren Connor about ways to teach respect in the classroom. All right, let's continue our conversation on respect. So far, we said define respect. Mm-hmm. We talked about acknowledge, oh, not acknowledge, model, mm-hmm. and then acknowledge. Yep. Let's talk about what I think can be one of the most difficult parts in the classroom, modeling respect. What does that mean to you? So modeling respect, there's so much that goes with it, but... What I always go back to is that we have to treat kids like people. You know, as staff at the school, sometimes, not always, but sometimes we can get in this mode of, I just expect them to do what I say, and if they don't, then I'm just going to get them in trouble. And it's, it's this, I don't know, it's the wrong mindset to have. And so when we get into the mindset of modeling respect and we show our students respect, we're more likely to get respect back. You mentioned the mindset. Do you, do you feel that the mindset can be more of me versus them versus us as a, as a group? Sometimes. I mean, if you have a really hard class, and I've had those hard classes, you know, they walk in and it's like, okay, I am ready for today. They are not going to get away with anything, <laughs> you know. Right. And you kind of get in this, like, war mindset, like, mm. I am going to win today. And I, that doesn't help anybody. How often do we hear... Um, this idea of, you know, what they did or y'all got to do this and y'all, y'all, y'all versus saying, hey, in this classroom, we need to do better respect. Yeah. We need to, we need to, even if you have to have that, you know, that, that conversation of mm-hmm. uh, a hard one to say, you know yeah. what, the candid conversation with the whole group, I've been noticing we haven't been respecting each other's classroom. Right. I noticed that we've been doing this, we've been doing that versus saying, y'all been doing this and they, you know, and I think that that's mm-hmm. a, I, I don't know, I don't know if that has to do anything with modeling respect, but I think it, I think it does. It's a subtle shift of, of you know, humbling yourself to say, I'm part of the problem. Okay, yeah. And I think that as teachers, we need to be really self-reflective and think, what am I doing that could potentially be part of the problem? Because chances are we, we are part of the problem sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes we need to look at ourselves and say, oh, I didn't realize that this action was affecting my class in this way. And even idea of ownership, we talked about in the first conversation, mm-hmm. the fact that when I take ownership, that means it's us. It's, yeah. not, it's not they, the mm-hmm. bad kids. It is my classroom, yeah. and I need to help work to make my classroom better. Mm-hmm. So give me another idea of modeling. So the idea of... Yeah. So when I model respect, one of the easiest ways for me to model respect is to use the words, please, thank you, and I'm sorry. But they're kids. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not easy to do. You know, as a teacher, I want to just say, okay, you need to do this assignment. But if I just subtly change, you know, my vocabulary and I say, I would like you to please open your computers and please go to Google Classroom and get started on this assignment. 
I've seen that they're they're more receptive and it's really odd but for some reason they just feel more respected when you when you ask them like an adult you know we wouldn't go up to our coworker and say get this done right. right it'd be hey can you please do this for me or hey can you please get this done so that I can do this um so it's that subtle shift in your vocabulary what about the idea of respecting them and how like even how you greet them in the morning how you talk when you see them yeah one of the biggest things is don't hold grudges right? So teachers hold grudges. (laughs) (laughs) When you have that kid the previous day have a massive blowout and it, it probably affected you because we're, we're all human. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, it it may have thrown your day for a loop the previous day and that kid comes back in the morning. And as an adult, you may not be over that yet, right? Because it, it affected your day. But if you can put that aside and say, good morning and treat them, Treat them with respect. Treat them normally, I guess. Don't hold that grudge. That is huge. So that's right. the first thing, I think. And then greeting every kid with a smile in the morning. Like, good morning. Nice to see you. Greet them by name if you can. Right. Yeah. And I think, as you mentioned that, it makes me think of the idea that when you have those those blow-ups or those bad mm-hmm. things, I, I like to talk about it before they leave that day. Yes. So then yeah. we can we can come to a, an agreement, or mm-hmm. even if it's the feelings are still hurt, but we've talked about it, and yeah. it gives me a chance to do what me and my friends said when we were young to squash it. Yeah. Like we talked about it, we dealt with it, we we realized who was right, who was wrong. Even if we don't come to that conclusion, yeah, we can say right. you know what we talked about it. Now we can move on. Yeah. Because I think move on. Because I think sometimes if we don't do that, the kid comes in with that too. Oh, for sure. Whether yeah. that's guilt anger, whatever it is, yeah. they come in with that too. And then you have it. And then now you just... It, it, it throws the rest of the day off and right. potentially the year. Right. Well, for me, I think when it comes to modeling respect, one of the things I heard growing up is you have to give respect to earn respect. You mm-hmm. have to earn respect to get respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been said both ways. I disagree with that. Yeah. And I tell kids this all the time. They go, what? I'm not going to respect you because you respect me. Right. I'm going to respect you because of who I am. Yeah. I'm a respectable person, so I'm not going to allow you to be, as we talked about in another podcast, mm-hmm. maybe we did or not. I think um, we did, yeah. The thermostat. Yeah. I had to be the thermostat. Yeah. And so I need to be the thermostat of my own life. And so mm-hmm. because I believe respect is so important, I'm going to respect you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to let you disrespect me. Like, I'm not going to just tolerate that disrespect. Sure, sure. However, but that's not going to change me and start treating you disrespectfully. Right. And I think that's one of the best ways to model it. How do I mm-hmm. respect a kid and talk to this kid in a way that's respectful, even when he's being disrespectful to me? Let me ask you a question. Um, so in when you're speaking and you have a kid that's disrespecting you, how do you deal with that situation in a way that shows that you're not willing to tolerate the respect yet still respects that student? It, it, it depends on the situation. Like. Uh, Typically, when I if I'm in a large group mm-hmm. and we're doing a huge assembly, mm-hmm. and I usually start with my respect rules, like mm-hmm. I, I lay it down, like here's what I I'm going to respect you. That's my sure. first rule. My first sure. rule is I will respect you as a, as a teenager, and I tell yeah. them, hey, sometimes adults don't respect teens or kids. We talk down, you talk at you. I'm not going to do that. Right. And then I ask them respect me. And so what that means for me is not talking when I'm talking. Mm-hmm. That means not talking to your neighbor, not talking out of turn, you know, mm-hmm. not blurting. Those things show respect to me while I'm speaking. Right. And then once we have, and I said, listen, I'm not asking that much. I'm respecting you, so I'm asking you to respect me. And I get, get them agree verbally. Am I asking too much? No. You know, they, right. Okay, yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. And I even tell them. I even give them, tell them up front. And I typically don't say what consequences are right away because I just no. respect it. But yeah. in this situation, I do. I say, now, if you keep talking and talking, I'll stop. 
I'll pause. I'll make make sure we're good to go, mm-hmm. and we'll move on. If you keep doing that, then I'll have you move. I'll have you move from that wherever you are by your friends. Come right. sit somewhere else, and then after that point, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Yeah, and I don't like that. But I've only had to do it several, a few times. Right, right. Because it is, they understand. And honestly, once I have to move one kid, mm-hmm. pff, they're done. They're yeah. like, oh, he's serious. Like, he's not, yeah, not going to play. For sure. But I had one recently that kept talking. Mm-hmm. And then um, he would not move the seat he was in. The teacher yeah. came over, talked to him. He still didn't move. Um, and then eventually we had to have him leave. He yeah. just didn't want, and then I wanted to make sure afterwards I talked to him. One yeah. of me and you talk, right. I'm not bitter at you. I'm not mad at you, but you were, you were disrespecting not only me, mm-hmm. you were disrespecting the whole audience because yeah. people want to learn and grow. Yeah. And so I think part of how you deal with that is how, what kind of relationship you have with that student. Mm-hmm. And the context of a classroom is different because you have an ongoing relationship yeah. and you can appeal to that relationship. And that's why I right. think it's so important to make deposits in those students' lives Absolutely. When, when it's not a disciplinary issue because then you can make a withdrawal. This one story, uh, I was at a school and I've been working school for years and I come once a month and interact with students. And I walked in the cafeteria and the, the yard duty was asking um, one of the students to give her this Sharpie marker that he mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to have. Mm-hmm. And she was like, please give it to me. And he wouldn't give it to her. Right. And I walked around the corner and I looked and I said, come on, would you give, her, give it to her? He gave it right to her. Yeah. I had already made a deposit. Uh-huh. There was a mutual respect there. So mm-hmm. he just did what I asked him to do. Right. And I think as you work in your classrooms, it's so important to figure out ways to make those deposits so mm-hmm. you can have those withdrawals. And one of yeah. the ways is, I think, modeling what you expect to see them with respect. Yeah, for sure. How, how else can we model respect in the classroom? So we expect them to active listen, right? We expect them to practice the active listening, to nod, to face the speaker, make eye contact and all of that. So often students will come up and they're really excited about what they did over the weekend or, you know, last night this happened mm-hmm. and they want to tell us a story. And as, as educators, we're so, so busy in the classroom, I feel like I'm always just slammed. And so the temptation can be that, okay, I'm going to listen, but I'm going to work and type over here while you're talking to me. And I've noticed that when I do that, their story just kind of fizzles out and they walk away, Yeah, <laughs> which is heartbreaking, right? You're right, like, right. oh no. But if I sit there and I make eye contact and I nod and I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so cool. You know, and I, I have that active listening it's that deposit, right? you right. know, I've made that deposit with that kid. And then when I say, Hey, knock it off, or can you please just move? You know, right. they're more willing to do that. And even if you're really busy, what I find myself is doing, Hey, just a second, let me finish this real quick. Yes. Then I can turn and look at you and give you uh-huh. exactly what you need. Right. Um, and, and that, that, that shows that I'm still respecting you, but I had to get this done first. Yeah. But now, Hey, tell me what you, and I sit there and listen. And I yeah. think for me, I have to practice that with my kids mm-hmm. because they'll come up and start talking about something so exciting and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you just, don't have time. And like yesterday, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm speaking at this church for vacation Bible school, and this little kid. I spoke, and this little kid. He was talking to me, Mr. Brown. He's he was on the playground. I was walking. He's yeah. like, "Do you know where I live?" And I was like, "No, I live over here." This, and he just kept talking, talking, and I, right. I had to stop. Yes, I had to stop and look at him and let him finish. Yes. And he was he was slow. He was thinking, right. and it was painful. I was like, like I, I yeah, need to go over right. here, but let me. I'm gonna let you finish what you're saying. I'm gonna yeah. let you finish. Telling me where you live, I have no idea where you're talking about. No, I don't know the street. I don't know these people. I don't know what happened. I can't even really understand what you're yeah, saying. Right. But I'm gonna look you in the eye and let you finish telling me this mm-hmm. because I think 
I think for me, as we talk about the definition of respect, is honoring people, rules, and things. I want to yeah. honor this little kid. Exactly. I want to honor him exactly. as a person who matters, yeah. and what he has to say matters to me mm-hmm. because he matters. For me, when I treat, when I do that, mm-hmm. I think kids see that, and yeah. hopefully they will be willing to do the same thing. For sure. The only other thing would it goes right along with the active listening, but listen to the kids' interests. Um, you know, if they don't always talk about yourself or your own agenda I guess um in the classroom obviously you have to teach and you have to get through your lesson plans that's that's a given but if you have that little bit of free time listen to what they want to tell you or what they want to talk about I had a student a couple years ago and he was one of my really difficult students um and he and I you know butted heads all year and we had a really rocky rocky school year um but I was just sitting, I have this little stool that I sit on and I just place it around the room and I'll sit by different groups of students. And usually when I sit there, they want to talk to me, which is great. Wait, 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 wait. So you sit at a certain spot in the classroom and they know and they'll come, they want to come talk to you. I just, I move it. So like I'll sit by this group of kids for 20 minutes while they're working on something and that group of kids will talk to me and then I'll get up and I'll move after I teach another lesson and I'll sit over here hmm. and that group of kids will talk to me. And I try to do that every week for you know, 20 minutes at a time. Just so you kind of make yourself available mm-hmm. and for those conversations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he was, he was chatting with me and he was telling me about his dad, um, who wasn't in the picture. And he said, I don't want to be anything like him. And I was like, you know, that's a pretty big statement. So I said, Oh, so what are you, what are you going to do to be different? You know? Um, and he said, Oh, I'm going to join the military. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, my husband was in the military. So I I talked to him a little bit about that. And I said, so have you like, have you looked at what it takes to join the military? And we just had this conversation that we never would have had, had I not been listening and asking those questions, you know, about his interests. And that, that provided a stepping stone so that throughout the school year when he was just having bad days and, you know, he was one of those kids where I would say, hey, can you please do this assignment? No. (laughs) no I will not okay how are you going to get to the military or how Mm. are you going to pass the test or how are you going to let them get them to let you in if you're not willing to do anything you know and then he would he'd sit there and he'd think about it for 20 minutes and then he'd start the assignment you know but it it was those little conversations that were building blocks for the school year. What I like about that is you didn't you didn't some people say you threw that in his face, but no, it was a conversation. Yeah. And it was a way to help him think about his future goals. Because right. a lot of times they just think about the here and now. They think mm-hmm. about only what I want to do right now. But as yeah. he thought about, okay, you brought up the military, which meant you listened to him. Yeah. You knew you knew a little bit about him. Right. And you can speak into his life toward his future. Yeah. If his goal is not wanting to be like his dad, he wants to not to like go to the military. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. Well, you're connecting with what he wants most in his life. Yeah. And that's 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 great. Because yeah. what what you want to find out how to motivate kids. We should do a podcast on motivation. So yeah. I think motivation is internal, external. Is also negative and positive. So mm-hmm. in this situation, you could have went to the negative motivation, right? But you went to the positive motivation, and you you didn't use external, you did internal. Yeah. You were able to say, "Hey, if you want this mm-hmm. for yourself in the future, yeah, then you could consider doing this, right? Therefore, it's about you." And he had to make mm-hmm. that internally and internalize that yeah. to be able to move forward. Yeah, and I think it's key. You know, a lot of times we want to stand there and watch them make the decision. 
you know, <laughs> like, okay, I told you this, now do it. Right, right. It's so important for us to be able to walk away. So a lot of times, you know, saying that and then giving him the space and trusting him to make the decision. And that can be terrifying, especially as a first-year teacher, because you're like, oh, there's no way he's going to make the right choice, you know. But being willing to walk away and then just watch from a distance. And I think, you know, eight out of ten times, typically the kids will make that good decision. And even if he doesn't, what can you really do about it? You can berate him, yell at him. You go down the wrong path with that. At the end of the day, he's got to make that choice. And you want him to feel empowered to make that choice. Exactly. When we talk about modeling respect, I think of two things. Number one, how we treat other students, mm-hmm. how they see us treat other students. Mm-hmm. And I've seen teachers talk about other students to other students behind their backs. Yeah. I think that's horrible. And then the second yeah. one, how we treat our coworkers. Oh, and the third one, how we treat parents. <laughs> I, think, mm-hmm. I think the modeling respect in all those areas because kids know when you have a beef with another teacher. Mm-hmm. They know. I've had several oh, kids yeah. come up to me. Oh, they don't like each other. You yeah. know? <laughs> and so and I think... As adults, you understand, we don't have to like each other and be best friends, right. but we have to respect each other. Absolutely. And so I think learning how to, I may not like that teacher's approach. I may not mm-hmm. like uh, even my administrator's approach to things, mm-hmm. but I have to show respect to them because mm-hmm. our kids see that. Because when I disrespect the principal, guess what that says to our kids? They can disrespect the principal. And that can be hard, especially you know as you're, you're teaching kids who are older. They're pretty smart. They pick up on a lot mm-hmm. of things. The and nonverbals. So that, the yeah, nonverbals. They pick- and even, you know, let's say that you're teaching your class a certain way and you're teaching curriculum or you're teaching lessons and then another class is playing a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the choice that that teacher has made and that's that's fine for that teacher because they have made that choice. But, you know, sometimes I've had kids come in, Mrs. Connor, why don't we get to do this? And make, you know explaining that without putting anybody else down. Right, right. She don't care about her kids. They just play games. Right. (laughs) They're not going to go to college. They're going to flunk out. (laughs) Right. Or even, you know, just even if it's me saying, oh, well, remember, we took our test yesterday, so that's why we're going to play today, and they still need to take their test. You know, whatever it is, but trying to honor and respect everybody yeah, yeah and even their approaches to that may be different from yours different, how they because yeah. kids will say oh in that class we do this or we didn't have to do mm-hmm. this before how do you how do you respect their their way that they teach mm-hmm. um and how they want to teach with how you teach because kids see that yeah absolutely and then i think how we talk to parents as well how we talk yeah. about them too i think it's so important mm-hmm. i've been in situations with educators where and i think i've been around educators where they're one way in this context, mm-hmm. but totally different in other contexts. Yeah. And the gossip and those mm-hmm. things. And I think that's something we have to inspect in ourselves mm-hmm. because I think it does come out more than we know in our attitudes toward people. Yeah. So I think if we just practice respecting people, even if we disagree yeah. with them, and I know we live in a culture now mm-hmm. that doesn't respect people who disagree with us. Absolutely. Like, and it's so hard to say, you yeah. know what? I still respect your opinion. I don't know how you got to that opinion. Right. But I want to respect you as a person. I may disagree with your point. Yeah. I may disagree with your, your way you do it, but yeah. I'm going to agree to disagree, mm-hmm. but commit to decency. And I'm going to commit yeah. to respecting you as a person because it's more than just about me and you. It's about our culture, our environment, our kids, and mm-hmm. our everyone who's watching and so as, as we talk about the choose a program and things we're trying to do we want to help better make better school cultures mm-hmm. one choice at a time and i think one of those choices as individual educators making sure we're respecting modeling respect yeah for the kids and 
our coworkers that we work with. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to what you said when we were talking about the definition of respect, that you're going to respect somebody because of who you are. Yeah. Not because of what they can do for you or because they can respect you. That's hard. Oh, it's really, really hard. <laughs> and I think hard. a lot of this stuff helps makes us do some inspection of ourselves, yeah. and that's tough. I yeah. can evaluate me and how I function, but when I'm willing to do that, not only do I become a better person, mm-hmm. but the environment around me becomes better. Going back to what you were saying with parents, because sometimes, you know, sometimes as educators, we get screamed at. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Um, <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Um But I think sometimes respecting that parent can look like a really quiet response Mm -hmm. or a very... um, A soft answer turns away wrath. I think that's what the proverb says. Yeah, exactly. And and a short answer Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so I had a situation a couple years back where um, I had to contact a parent because of a behavior and the parent came at me. Mm. Um, And... I didn't say a whole lot. You know, I passed it on to my vice principal who kind of took care of it. Um, And I was just really quiet in how I responded. And the student actually came to school the next day and apologized. For for, the parent. For the parent and for the behavior. Wow. And that spoke volumes to me of, okay, that was the right thing to do. It didn't feel right in the moment. I wanted to fight back, you know. and then throughout the year, my relationship was then better with that student right. and a more mutual respect relationship. And I think that's hard because when someone's berating you and going off on you, mm-hmm. you want to defend yourself. And I don't think respect yeah. means you're becoming passive, that you don't care. Right. It is that you're being more calculated and understanding. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to change who I am. If you're throwing dirt at yeah. me, I don't want to throw dirt back. I want to protect myself from the dirt. Right. <laughs> when I right. want to, I may have to get away. We may have to have a different conversation. Hey, yeah. you know what? Um, let's let's come back to this when you're ready to talk. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit here and let you just you know do mm-hmm. that to me. But I'm still gonna. I'm not gonna do it back to you. Yeah. Uh, and maybe sometimes I need a chance to cool down. I need the right. opportunity to cool down. Yeah. And, that, and so me walking away or getting out of situation isn't me being passive or um, mm-hmm. or a punk or anything like that. Right. It is. I'm looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. I don't want to be someone I, I don't want to be mm-hmm. and I don't want to make this thing escalate this more let's de-escalate yeah. it and look for a better alternative because at the end of the day hopefully they come to their senses and be like oh I'm sorry you yeah. know and then now if you went off now y'all you know <laughs> yeah no it goes back to your vi- your video and your your talks about responding instead of reacting um and you choose to respond with respect instead of react with whatever you're feeling at the moment. Yeah, because those moments go fast. Yeah. <laughs> and again, do. I, I don't want people to think that we're saying, hey, just let people run all over you. No, not at all. Not at all. But make sure that you don't let people change who you are. And I think that's mm-hmm. what our kids need to see, that they need to see that model, that mm-hmm. yeah, I can actually be who I want to be. I can be a respectful person. I can yeah. deal with, with problems. I can deal with people yelling at me mm-hmm. and still... Um, be who I am. Mm-hmm. So modeling is so important um, in when it comes to teaching kids respect because it's not just about the information we give them, it's about what they see. Because I yeah. remember, uh, I don't know who told me this, but more is caught than taught, and I want to be a model. And I think, here's the thing, some of us don't feel that we're role models, yeah. but the reality, we are role models. Yeah, everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. And so we can be an imperfect, positive role model. Yeah. Because you know, you have to be perfect. And I think that's another thing. Mm-hmm. When you do make mistakes, when you disrespect, when you do something, apologize. Yeah. Make it right. 
even to a kid, hey, I'm sorry I did that. Will you forgive me for that? I was yeah. wrong. You didn't do it. I'm so sorry. That, that to me, does so much for kids. It does. And so much for your environment. And it helps to model that. So funny, yesterday on the way home from uh, bringing my kids home, and uh, Sophia, uh, okay, Sophia had, oh, me and Evan made Sophia lunch because she had a thing and mm-hmm. we brought her some food. Oh. And she didn't want to eat it. And so she ate some of it, but then she had two bags of chips because we I didn't know which kind she wanted, so I gave right. one to choose from. And so she gave Evan one, and Evan said, thank you. And then Sophia said, I forgive you. And she's like, wait, 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 because they're so used to saying to each other, especially lately, I'm yeah. sorry, will you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. But she, instead of saying you're welcome, she said, I forgive you. That's hilarious. <laughs> but awesome. Yeah, it is. And I said, I said, so y'all been saying that a whole lot lately. That's why you so tip of your tongue. But that's something that my wife has modeled for our entire yeah. family mm-hmm. to, to teach our kids that when you, when you mess up, hey, apologize and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And so I think that's so important that we model. Again, we're not perfect people. I don't think we're trying to pretend to be perfect, but all of us can be imperfect, positive role models to model respect in the classroom, in our school, in our culture, because it can be a part of who we are. For sure. Again, thanks for joining us for this edition of the Choose Well Program podcast. We're so privileged to be doing this. Uh, We would love to hear your feedback, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. But if you're watching this, either on our website, thechoosewellprogram.com, or on YouTube, Check us out, leave a comment, like, subscribe, and share. And I think I mentioned uh, the Choose Well merch store. We got a merch store. You can get a Choose Well or Choose Well or consider other shirt and many other shirts we do as well. We have one on respect, I choose respect, responsibility, safety, and kindness. Check all that out. The links are in the description of this podcast and the YouTube video. Thanks for watching us and please join us for the next episode where we talk about how to acknowledge respect in the classroom. You see it, you should say it. See something, say something. I'm going to save that for the next podcast. See you next one. Thanks for joining us.